Welcome to Tips from the Server Room. This podcast is designed for all you systems admins, network specialists, or the guys and gals out there in the office who handles it all. Sit back, relax, grab a beverage, and enjoy Tips from the Server Room. Hey folks, welcome back once again to Tips from the Server Room. This is episode number 139 for, yes, December the 22nd, 2018. I'm your host, Jack. I'm going to guide you through and back out of the worlds of systems administration, network administrations, and all fields of IT. If you get a chance, please check out the website at tipsfromtheserverroom.com where you can comment on these shows. Also, the best way, the very best way that you can learn Windows Server, and there's a Windows Server 2012 course available to you, is at jtclearning.com. That's jtclearning.com. You can sign up for the course, and you you can begin right away at learning very, very valuable lessons to, you know, configuring Windows Server uh, from installation to administration all the way through creating and maintaining an IIS server or an internet information server so you can actually host websites on your Windows server. And uh, it takes you through all that great stuff. I think it's very important, and that's why I created that course. And, you know, giving you this uh, the free content on YouTube is also great, and uh, doing the podcast kind of helps out to uh, give that information and feed that back. I always say I like to... Uh, give back to the community at large. But the courses do definitely help uh, around the studio here, different equipment needed, which uh, there is a major upgrade of audio equipment that is needed, and uh, we have to get that underway here pretty soon. So the only way we can do that is with your help. Uh, With your help, the first way is, like I said, jtclearning.com. The second way is when you go to our webpage, and this time of year is the holiday season, I know you only have a couple days left, But go in there, anything you purchase from Amazon, if you click on my Amazon link at tipsfromtheserverroom.com, you will pay the absolute same price you would pay, but a little bit of those proceeds come back to the studio and will help me with this major upgrade that I'm working on for the audio equipment here in the studio. So thank you very much ahead of time for that. Today we're going to be talking and showing you uh, on the video, and if you want to see this video, go over to uh, 42Technoman, that's T-E-C-H-N-O-M-A-N, where this video will be displayed. And what we are going to be showing you today is creating different VLAN scopes in your DHCP server and how you would set that up. Now, we're also going to talk about why you would need this. I think we'll talk about that through the video and uh, talk a little bit about IP helper addresses and why that is so uh, very, very important on your network switches. And we'll talk about that here in a little bit. So the first thing we're going to do, if you're listening to the podcast, I will walk you through this. So if you're in your car, you don't need to uh, wreck your car, you know, by trying to take notes. And by all means, you want to uh, just, you know, very uh, casually when you go to the office, go over to YouTube and check out 4.2 Techno Man and watch the video and you can see how this actually plays out. But we're going to try to walk you through this anyway. 
So right now I am in the server manager dashboard. I am on my server 2016 installation. And we're going to go up to the top right hand side where it says tools. And we're going to go down to where it says DHCP. So when you bring your DHCP server up, it's going to look pretty familiar, uh, just like it has in the past. So, you know, if you do go over and take that 2012 course, you're still going to be right on task. And we're going to click the little triangle in front of the server name, and we're going to go in front of IPv4. Now you'll see here, or I could tell you anyway, there is a scope already that I have created. And the scope that I have created, if I look at the address pool, is 192.168.1.20 to 192.168.1.253. And that is the scope that my server will actually hand out. Uh, that's the default group. And it's very simplistic, the primary group. But what we're going to talk about today is setting up some, some VLANs. Because I get a lot of calls, a lot of companies out there, you know, basically companies that have different sectors or different staff within their company. If you have a, a small network, I've done a lot of doctor's offices, we don't really VLAN that traffic. The only time I do is if they have IP phones or a VoIP phones, then I do like to VLAN that traffic off just to keep the phones separate from the rest of the network. If I can, sometimes you're going to run into it. You don't have switches that will do uh, VLANing. And if you're not familiar with VLANing, it's, it's a virtual local area network. So it's a VLAN, it's virtual networking. The way we uh, get to that VLANing or that virtual networking is very simply on switches that will maintain and understand what VLAN traffic is. Because VLAN traffic, we're not going to get real in-depth in it, but it has to be tagged uh, with certain VLANs, it has to be tagged with certain codes that as it's traveling through the network, it knows which way to go. Just uh, the same as if you're going east or west on a roadway, our traffic needs to go, you know, know which way to travel through our switches. And when it gets to the core switch or your router, it needs to know where to go from there. Uh, so we have to be able to route that VLAN traffic through our network. So to get started, so th that's why we need it. We need it for segregation and we also need it for security reasons. And we're not going to really get into uh, what's called an ACL or an access control list about, um, you know, where the traffic's allowed to go, what IPs are allowed to go to what other IP network. What we're mainly focusing on here is just to know that it will segregate your network. It is good for overall security of your network. Uh, we talked a little bit about VoIP. So on your VoIP phones, it allows that traffic to, and I found this more times than not, you know, in a flat network, you th start throwing voice on there and now your security cameras, and that's another reason you want to VLAN off your security cameras, the traffic gets really, really overwhelming. I mean, it's just, you know, it, the traffic going across that network and the broadcast traffic just starts to get really, really noisy. And if you look at it on something like Wireshark, you'll find this, that you're seeing all this bulk traffic and it's going to start bogging your network down. So it's nice to VLAN that traffic offing. Basically, give everything its own little network using just a few switches. Um, we could do this, I would imagine, if you wanted to. You can have multiple uh, layer, you know, just single uh, VLAN switches, the old non-managed switches, and you can set up multiple stacks of those and have, you know, your security cameras going to one. And But why do that? 
you know, just put everything, buy yourself a nice managed switch. And I think it's a, it's a very uh, worthwhile way to spend your money. Now, we talked a little bit about an IP helper address. So what's an IP helper address? Well, when we put this on our switches and on our core, some people only put it on their core. I tend to like to set it up whenever I set VLAN traffic up on my switches, I put an IP helper address in there. That basically is going to help when you're connecting to your DHCP server. So your, your IP helper is actually pointing back to your DHCP server. And the way we do that is we're pointing it back to whatever traffic we want it to go to. And that's going to be apparent here in just a few minutes. So it'll come back into your DHCP server. It will find the scope or the VLAN traffic that you want to hit it, and it will give it the appropriate uh, IP address for that VLAN. And this is very, very important. So let's start out here on our uh, DHCP server. And what we're going to do is on the IPv4, if you right-click on you can click on New Scope. So we see our first traffic is at 192.168.1.0. Okay, so that's the 192.168.1 network because we're doing a Class C. So if we do a new scope, it's going to be our new scope wizard. We're going to give this one a name. So we're going to name this very simply VLAN 10. Okay, because I'm going to make this my VLAN 10 network. And if I click Next, now I'll give it a starting range. 192168 and I like to number my IP uh, segments or subnets the same as my VLAN number. That keeps me very very straightforward. So I always start it with number 2. Okay. The next number here is going to be 192168.10 and we're going to make this one, we'll take it to the end of the scope, 253. We can see the length is a slash 24, and the subnet is 255.255.255.0. We'll click Next. Are we going to have any exclusion? No, we won't have any excluded addresses now. We don't need that. Don't have to worry about that. The least time, we will leave it at 8 days. Now, if we've, we've talked before about setting DHCP up. You can make this shorter if you have a lot of devices coming in and going out of your network. You can make this uh, one day. You can, uh, you know, this is basically saying the least, once that IP address is handed out to a device, how long will that device maintain, uh, you know, control over that IP address? And this is done simply by watching your MAC address. And every time the DHCP service sees that MAC address, it gives it that same address for a total of eight days. Let's click on next. Um... Configure DHCP options. Let's see the settings and scope. Configure and scope that. Yes, we can configure these options now, or no, we can figure them later. Let's go through and walk through this. All right. So your router, your default gateway. So where's the default gateway going to be for this actual scope of IP addresses? And that would probably be on your router side. Um, I don't know what your router is, but let's say it was. Um, Oh, let's see, it was 192.168.0.1. Uh, All right, let's say that's your default gateway. Next, um, your parent domain is the domain that we have here. Uh, DNS servers, we have one DNS server. That's the current server that we are working on. 
The WINS server, we don't really use WINS anymore. You may in your organization. I don't know why. Mostly everything now today is set up with DHCP. We will click Next. Uh, do you want to activate the scope now? No, I'll activate it later because I don't actually have any VLANs on this network. I'll click on Finish. And we can see here where we now have that new scope and it's labeled VLAN 10. All right, we're going to do the same thing with one more. So we're going to do one more scope. We're going to do a new scope. You can walk back through your wizard. We will call this one VLAN, VLAN 20. This is our VLAN 20 network. This scope, you probably guessed it, 192.168.20.2. And we'll have 192.168.20.253. We'll go to the end of this scope. Hit Next. The IP range again. Uh, we're not going to exclude anything. Click Next. We'll leave it at 8 days. We discussed that. Next. Yes, we want to do our options and the same default gateway. These IPs are going to go out of the same uh, default router. And we will click Next. Um, DNS is fine. Next. No Win server. Next. Um, nope, we're not going to activate the scope now. And click Finish. So as you can see, the pattern we have going on here now. We have uh, our primary scope, okay, which anything outside of the VLANs will fall into this primary scope. That's just what's going to happen. I do suggest on your VLANing, if you're VLANing your switches and uh, when you VLAN for your core, we normally go in and we delete the VLAN 1, the default VLAN on your switches. We always tend to go in and we want to delete that out of there. The reason is you don't want anything falling on that default VLAN. Um, Okay, let's see here. All right, so that's the main two areas of interest is the VLAN traffic. So when we're setting up our, our uh, IP helpers, we are actually telling the IP helper where that DHCP server is. And we're routing those VLANs back. So when we're setting our VLANs up on our switches, you're going to set up the same same stack, right? I name them exactly the same. VLAN 10, the DHCP, um, and the IP helper for the DHCP would be uh, on the scope of 192.168.10.1. And for VLAN 20, it would be 192.168.20.1. That way, when anybody comes through that VLAN and needs an IP address, it's going to go back to your DHCP server and it will know the names really don't mean anything. This is just to keep, you know, us organized. What matters is the scopes and the IP addressing has to match what you have set up on those switches and your core routers. Now let's talk a minute, uh, and I don't have a router set up here, but let's talk a minute about your core, uh, either your router or I use, I like to use a layer three switch. Uh, it just seems, you know, which has the routing capabilities, right? That's what layer three does. Um, on our uh, OSI model, we know this, that layer three is basically switching or routing. So on there, 
I like to set these up, and, and we talked a little bit about the security and ACLs or access control list, as are known by Cisco. I'm sure many other companies out there have many other names for these uh, control lists. But what it allows you to do is basically it takes, and we, we might have to do a whole show on this one day about uh, exactly how this is set up. But basically what it's doing is you will control anybody on one network allowing or disallowing access to another network. Why is this important? Well, let's say, for instance, if we had this VLAN 10. Let's say the VLAN 10 is actually your engineering department. And they have some file shares turned on, and they're sharing files with the other engineers. And then you get VLAN 20 up here. Well, VLAN 20 may be your, um, your advertising department. So do you really need or do you want the advertising department computers on that uh, 20 network to access the engineering computers on that 10 network? Probably not. There's no reason for those to crosstalk. But you will also be creating another ACL that will say both of these networks will have access to uh, a VLAN that has your servers on it because everybody needs to connect to the servers. And, you know, your servers will, again, be connecting back to those workstations. So that would be the kind of security you would use with the ACLs. Why is this important? The one reason we've seen before in education is you may have a virus or a spyware or something, uh, something, uh, let's say even a bigger virus, um, would infect a group of computers. Let's say your finance department. Somebody did something silly. They opened an email. They launched something. It attacked the computers in the finance department. If you have your ACL set up correctly, you don't allow those finance computers to talk across the network to the engineering computers or to the uh, the PR department, then those computers will not get affected. In, well, of course, unless that email was sent out across the network to those folks and they opened it, then that segment of your network will get infected. Folks, that is one reason to use VLANing or virtual LANs. I can't stress that enough. We also went as far as in schools where we started VLANing out our wireless. And basically all I do with that is, is to show me this is a virtual local area network. And if I create a new scope, what I like to do with this scope, let's just create one here for you, is, um, is wireless, okay, VLAN. So it's a wireless LAN, okay? So, or however you want to name it. And we're going to give that a new scope, um, 192. We'll keep it on the same network just to keep it very simple. It may be 100-2. And we're going to make this 192, 168, um, 100, 253 to go to the end of our scope. Same uh, subnet. And click Next. No exclusions again. Next. Next. Um, same gateway going out we can have the same gateway so everything's going to be routed out of our router uh, that was 0 0.1 next Oop. you see what i made the difference there i didn't put the eight in there I put a nine so i get one nine two one six eight zero dot one there we go uh that's fine dns server's fine again no wins uh 
Um, activate the scope. No, we're not going to activate it. And finish it up. So now we have a wireless VLAN of 100. So that would be for any of our wireless networking traffic. All right, now don't get the traffic confused with your, your WAPs, your wireless access uh, control points. The WAPs, we static those in because we manage those. We want to control those devices. We don't need a DHCP scope set up. Some guys will. Some guys like to have all their DHCP. They like to have all their IP addresses they're dealing with in their DHCP server. Not a bad idea. A lot more work for you because then you'd go in and you would basically reserve every IP address to the MAC address to the device. You could do it that way, but it's just a lot easier to static them out. And then when you static those devices onto your WAPs or your access points, what we do is uh, always keep a spreadsheet of those and they're also in the controller just for manageability to manage everything. And when you're doing your network drawings, it's easier to know which access point is where because if you have somebody call in and say my, my uh, wireless doesn't seem to be working in my uh, sector of the building, you can narrow down and figure out which WAPs or access points are in that sector of the building instead of just having them named like 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 2, 5, 10, 5, you know, whatever. It just makes it easier for manager and it makes it very easy. Make sure you do these network drawings. We've talked about that in the past on this show about documentation and uh, you know network drawings. And folks, you don't have to get as fancy as Visio. You could do a network drawing. I've seen people do them in Excel, uh, connecting blocks. They've done it in Word, you know, making little squares or whatever. Whatever works for you, map out your network. Some of the uh, extreme gear that I've been using here in the past and recently has had great mapping abilities inside the management console where we can map and, and put our floor plans in there and actually show where these access points are. So it's very, very critical. So getting back to this, uh, again, something like your uh, your VoIP, you're going to have a VLAN for VoIP, but you're not going to have a DHCP scope because, again, you could, I guess we could put a, thing, a, a DHCP in here and your phones can pick up an IP when you first plug them in. You can do it that way. You can also static your phones. Security cameras are another big one. What I do with the security cameras is I plug them in their network. It gets an IP just so then I can configure that particular camera and give it a static IP address on the security VLAN. So that is a big plus there. I don't want the podcast or this video to get too much longer or too much in depth. I can give you one more little tidbit of information. When you're wiring your closets, and I just, you know, get in these closets and, and do this wiring. If you're early stages, which most of you won't be when you're doing this work, most of us walk into a, a, a disaster of a closet and we have to kind of tone everything out and figure where things are. If you're building a new closet and you're putting your own punch down racks in your rack, by all means, put your phones on one, you know, one uh, terminal, come, you know, put a switch in, come down a terminal, put your security cameras in, come down a terminal Put your uh, your data centers in, and you know, and and have a separate terminal for your phones. It looks really nice, and it's really manageable. And make sure you use different color cables for each types of devices. It's just a nice way to do it. If you ever leave the company or ever walk away, I always say leave it better than you found it. I, I live by that rule, and that is what you want to do: leave it better than you found it. Folks, again, thank you so much for joining me here at Tips from the Server Room. 
Hopefully this video helped you out. Please give it a thumbs up if it did. Um, and, you know, leave a comment and let me know what you're thinking about uh, setting up VLANs. It's so important to know how to VLAN your traffic out. It makes it, it well, you know, if you're going to be a networking person, by all means, you should know this stuff. But if you're that accidental techie out there, you know, now you have a little bit of tip of information in your head that says, hey, maybe we need to bring a company in to look at this. Uh, by all means, I'm always available to do that. And I will definitely scope out your network and even remotely. We can work remotely over Skype. We can talk about it and chat about it. Uh, I have some consulting fees that we can uh, throw, at the, throw out there at you. And uh, it's, it's relatively uh, inexpensive to sit down and get that first look at it. And depending on where you're at, maybe I can come on site and help you get your network straightened out and, and get it running more efficiently. Folks, thank you so much for listening and joining me here at Tips from the Server Room. Please remember to check out jtclearning.com and uh, jump into that Windows Server or um, the Server 2012 course. It's an R2 course where you can learn this great stuff and start uh, getting in depth with this stuff. And also use that Amazon link for all of your holiday shopping. So until next time, um, if you have any questions, drop me a line and I would love to hear from you. Take care, everybody. Happy holidays. Merry Christmas to you. And if I'll talk to you, be careful New Year's Eve and have a great, great New Year's Day. Bye-bye from now. From Tips from the Server Room, we'll see ya. You just listened to Tips from the Server Room with your host, Jack. If you have any questions, please drop me a comment at tipsfromtheserverroom.com. Thanks again for tuning in and downloading the shows. Now sit back, relax, and listen to the remainder of the music. We'll see you next week on Tips from the Server Room. So long. <laughs>